Hi, my name is Amy Magstat, and this podcast is all about my journey with endometriosis. I hope in sharing my story, it may help others who may be suffering and to know you are not alone. Welcome to It's All in My Head. Welcome back to It's All in My Head. It's Amy. I'm recording this podcast for the month of July in 2021, but whenever you're listening, hi, welcome back. Um, it's been a a month. I am still recovering from surgery. Um, I'm doing fairly well. I think it's slow and, um, you know, painful to, uh, do simple things like walk and bend over, (laughs) but a month out, I'm feeling much better. I have a follow-up this week, so I'm hoping to find out if I can do a a little bit more activity. I'm walking now and I'm able to ride a stationary bike, but both very slow. Um, but I also am just listening to my body and taking care of myself and that's what I need to do. But this month I'm taking a little bit of a turn and not talking necessarily about my surgery recovery, but about mental health. And I know in the past, um, in season one, I believe it was episode five, I talked about depression, anxiety, um, and therapy, things that I use to help, um, help myself, especially, um, post, uh, endometriosis excision and diagnosis. And this is, um, really hard for me to share today. I'm going to, um, I'm going to share because I think it needs to be talked about more, um, even for myself, I just have this, um, I don't know. I, I care for so many people and I know how, um, important mental health and taking care of that's that part of yourself is, but being a person, um, with mental health issues is hard to admit and sometimes hard to face. I think, um, like I said, I have done a lot of work, um, since I was diagnosed with endometriosis and, Um, for the most part, it's helped me tremendously. I have gone to therapy ever since I had surgery and I had never done that in my entire adult life. It was, it, it is, and it was, um, so crucial in my healing. I took up yoga, which, um, before surgery, I literally have done every single day for two years and, something happened about two weeks ago that made me realize this is something I need to pay more attention to and to really, um, know that even though I was doing all these things, it, it wasn't gone. And I'm just going to preface by saying I am not a doctor. I am talking about this, um, as a patient. (laughs) Um, so if you struggle with mental illness or you think you might be, please reach out to your doctor, um, and get advice from your doctor. This is just my personal experience. And I, I share because I think, and I know there's so many of us that struggle with anxiety and depression and especially coming off this last year. And, just like with endo, we're not alone in this. And I want you to know you're not alone. And I want to know I'm not alone too. So here's what happened. 
about two weeks ago, I woke up literally in a panic. And I have probably had this happen maybe three times over the last year, but never to this extreme. And I woke up, I woke up feeling panicked. It wasn't like I was thinking about things that got me panicked. It was definitely, I woke up feeling that way and I just couldn't shake it. It was a horrible feeling. I kept telling myself, well, maybe it's hormones. I've heard that hormones can do that, which is totally true. Um, And I am of perimenopausal age. So that is something that I know could be a factor in this but it doesn't change the way I felt. And I was just in a panic. And in the middle of the night, um, trying to figure out why I was feeling this way, I realized I hadn't worked out or done yoga in about two weeks since my surgery. And I know that as far as the recovery goes, that it was going to be a while before I got back to um, the physical activity I was used to. And I was like, well, that makes sense. I'm not working out. That's why I'm more anxious. And what am I going to do in the meantime? And as um, the days went on, I realized, although I wasn't having a strong panic attacks, I was feeling very anxious. And um, as you can imagine, as a lot of us um, have dealt with over the last year, I am a nurse. I worked um, in the hospital Um, Although not on a COVID unit, I did take care of COVID patients. Um, I homeschooled my children for the last year and a half. Um, They did get to go back to school at the end of the year, but I um, had that pressure of making sure that, you know, they were educated, but also liking what we were doing because it's hard. You know, we were trapped. Um, I've had some personal relational issues happen and then surgery. And I think it all just combined and it was like, whoa, I am not (laughs) where I thought I was mentally. And what am I going to do about that? Because right now I need to care for that part of my body, just as important as caring for my physical part of my body. And I started to question, like, what can I do for myself? What is my body telling me that I need? And I'm not going to lie. I have probably struggled on and off all of this last year, maybe even longer, with some depression and bouts of anxiety. I think this just kind of was like, whoa, you can't stop. Um, And do something else and try to, like, distract yourself. It was like full on, what are we going to do here? And this is a part I never thought I would be at, but I kept thinking to myself, um, I think it's time for medication. The stigma is real. And even though I know it helps others, I never thought I would ever need them. But I just knew it. If you have ever been there where you're thinking, I think I need some help, you may be like, where do I go to? 
Um, how long is it going to take me to get seen? I talked to my personal therapist and got some recommendations from her as far as if I was going to be talking to my primary doctor, um, what she would recommend asking for. But I just wanted to do, like I've always done, a little more research. You can go to your primary doctor. You can go to a psychiatrist. And for me, um, I wanted to find someone that knew medication, knew how it would affect my body. I was scared, honestly. I, um, as many of us who have chronic illness, it's hard to trust doctors and um, it's hard to introduce something new to our bodies because we're just so afraid, at least I am, I'm so afraid that it's going to make me feel like crap or trigger some, you know, old endo stuff. I don't know. I was just kind of overwhelmed at the thought, but knew this was something I need to, to talk to someone about. I couldn't decide um, for myself really what I needed. I needed to talk to someone who could help me and guide me which is also very scary because I had to put myself out there to um, trust a doctor to care for me. And this year has shown me there are doctors out there. So I got online. I researched a psychiatrist in my area. And I also looked online. There's, of course, telemedicine. But when I got the referrals for the doctors I could see, I thought, not one of them would get me. They just <laughs> had grouchy faces. And I was like, I'm not down for that. What I really wanted was a psychiatrist who knew about women because um, going into perimenopause, um, anxiety and depression are common. And I wanted someone to care for me that knew this. Um, there was two doctors that I thought I would be interested in talking with. Um, the first one, I couldn't get seen for about six weeks. And when you are feeling anxious and overwhelmed and at a place where you feel like, okay, I need some help, six weeks seemed like forever. I left a message for another doctor who... I really wanted to see. She was out of network, which I know is really so unfair to many. Um, so I, I know I'm coming from a place of privilege. Um, she is a psychiatrist who specializes in women's mental health and women's health. And so I left a message after knowing that the other doctor was going to be six, week, six weeks. I really had no hope that I was going to get seen by her. Um, so basically I made an appointment with my primary doctor and thought, well, ho I hope for the best. And I was going to see her the next week, but something amazing happened. The next day I got a call back from the woman's health psychologist, not her office, her and she talked to me for about 45 minutes, all about what was going on, um, what she specialized in. Um, 
she was actually a doctor nurse practitioner with women's health and it um during her practice she became um really interested in women's mental health and how it related and that's why she went back to become a um, psychiatrist she was just amazing she had a wealth of knowledge i felt like she cared and she said i can see you tomorrow i was stunned uh i knew i was in the right place i believe that when things are supposed to happen they do and it did and i knew that going into this appointment no matter what she said I was going to listen and I was going to try what she recommended because this is an area I don't know about and her knowledge specifically about women and women's mental health made me feel like I got to listen to her. I got to at least try and hear what she has to say. So um, the next day I went to my appointment and I will say it was (laughs) a struggle. I drove, I think an hour, but um, post-operatively sitting in a car um, is not easy for me, especially for that time period. But I just knew that I, I needed this. And so I went and she made me feel really comfortable. She asked um, a lot of questions. And the first thing she did was gave me um, two tests, one on anxiety and one on depression. As a nurse, I have given um, depression tests to many postpartum women, but being on the receiving end, it was very eye-opening. I don't know if you've ever taken one. It asks you um, lots of questions over the last two weeks. And I was actually really surprised um, that I scored high on depression and moderately high on anxiety, which, like I said, is kind of hard to admit because we want to just like, I'm so tough and I can deal with it all. But in reality, I suffer, I knew with anxiety, but I'm admitting I am depressed. And this is hard for me. Um, I always feel like I am strong enough to deal. But I know that's just what I've been telling myself. I need a new script. And that is, I can't do it all. That I need help sometimes. And that I'm still good. Can you relate? Um, One in five adults experiences mental illness. So I know I'm not alone. Studies show people with endometriosis are twice as likely to also experience depression. One study said 90% of people with endo scream positive for depression and anxiety. So why was I surprised? And honestly, this isn't endo related. My life has been stressful. 
especially in the last year and a half. And just like I care for my body and my endo symptoms, it, it is time for me to care for my mental health. So this psychiatrist um, gave me a plan. And medication was part of that plan. Not only was I prescribed a SSRI, I was also given a prescription to try a vitamin. I want to say vitamin, prenatal vitamin, I think is what the, the label is called, but it's off-label is to help with depression. And I had never heard of it. I'm going to... Um, put a link to the website in case you're interested. It is called Embrace. Um, It's not covered probably by a lot of insurance. However, maybe yours will cover it. Mine did not. But she recommended it so highly for all women um, to help with our mental health. And she also... um, recommended a book called Mind Over Mood. She also recommended acupuncture for my perimenopausal symptoms. And I know I've shared in the past that is something that I've always been interested in, but very scared of. I'm a nurse who's very scared of needles when it comes to myself. But um, in listening her to her and her explain how our hormones affect our mental health and how our mental health affects our whole body, it just made me realize I was where I needed to be. She was giving me recommendations, not forever, for a time, and I need to try this. I need to equip my mind and my body as best I can. So I'm sharing this not to say, oh, you need to go talk to your doctor and get on this and this and this and this. I just think it's important that we remember just as we're taking care of our physical body, working out, eating right, um, doing all these things to help strengthen us there, we also need to do things that help us mentally, whether that's going to therapy, whether it's working out, whether it's going on medication. We have to take care of it. And that's where I'm at. I am at the beginning of this part of my journey, honestly. And it's not easy. Um, Going on medication was a hard decision. Um, And there are, you know, side effects. And it's not easy, um, although she has made it very manageable. I've tapered up to a dose um, to feel jittery or feel like my, I feel sometimes like my mind is spinning. Um, And when I talked to her, she said, that's because your brain has serotonin finally. (laughs) It doesn't know what to do. So like, I just hope, I just hope and pray that all of you listening um, can find someone to support you if this is a um, road you're thinking of going down or you're on. It is, um, it's hard and it's, you know, 
I feel sometimes there's, that is the stigma of like almost embarrassed that I'm at this point, but I also can't wait to see, um, how I feel after probably when I admit it years of depression and anxiety, how I'm going to feel, um, when the medication is really in my system and helping and I'm doing, you know, my working out and yoga and therapy as a supplementation, how good am I going to feel? I, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. It's not going to change the situation that I'm in, but it may help my brain be able to deal with the situation I am a little bit better. So if you're going through this, I'm here with you. If you're struggling, reach out. If you have questions, I'm an open book. If you want to share your story and your journey, please let me know. And thanks again for listening to It's All in My Head.